Hello there, everybody. Sean Sheehan here for Sherdog.com with another edition of The Sheehan Show. Uh, And today's a special edition of the show, uh, and it's something maybe a little bit different, because I want to talk about uh, Jose Aldo Jr. today. Uh, and obviously has a fight with, with Rob Font coming up this weekend. We'll maybe I'll look ahead a little bit uh, to that fight later on. Uh, but I want to talk about Aldo's career and him as a fighter uh, and a couple of maybe opinions I have on him and a couple of thoughts I have on his career down through the years. Uh, and I want to start this, uh, this way and tell you kind of why I'm doing this. And I think for a lot of people maybe who are in Irish MMA, uh, in the last, you know, however long it is, six or seven years, uh, who have, um, well, it'd been Irish MMA longer than that, but it'd been around looking at the McGregor era, I suppose, in the last six or seven years, have, like, we, I think with the way Jose Aldo was treated, we've kind of developed maybe even a softer spot to Jose Aldo, for Jose Aldo than we already had. I know, you know, speaking to a lot of people uh, who had great respect for Aldo, the way he was treated around that McGregor fight, even you know, not not even just for McGregor, because you know he didn't treat him great. Don't get me wrong, but it, you know all is fair when it's in love and war against uh, against your opponent. Uh, but the way he was treated from like some different fans, I think there was um, there was a, a big sign put up in Dublin about some mattress company with you know we'll put you to sleep like Jose Aldo or something like that. It's like you know the, the those level of disrespects are not something I think a lot of people like about Irish MMA, different things like that. So I think a lot of people when they saw Jose Aldo coming back after the loss from McGregor were pretty happy. And I even think McGregor himself, like after the fight, you know he was straight away saying that he had great respect for him and he gave him the rematch. And like, okay, that didn't didn't actually happen at the end. Well, I might yes, you'd never know. But uh, I think even McGregor didn't like it a little bit. And now maybe that's a question to, to ask him. But that would be my sense for it as well. I think myself and a lot of people covering MMA and f- fans in Ireland had had great respect for Jose Aldo. And I think uh, I uh, most people like me and like that really kind of want to uh, talk up Jose Aldo for his career because he deserves it. Like we often talk about the you know the the greatest of all time conversation and you know GSP might be in there and Anderson Silva and John Jones and Demetrius Johnson and maybe people might even throw in a Fedor or a, or a Stipe or a you know some idiots might even throw in DC. But you know I I think Aldo. Like of the of the lads I name there, I think Aldo's better than a good portion of them. Like I, I really think Jose Aldo is one of the greatest fighters to ever do mixed martial arts. He's one of the greatest fighters to ever put on a set of gloves. And I think he was a revolutionary sort of fighter. He was a fighter in the WEC back in the day who was a level above some of the best fighters in the world at the lower weight classes. You know, when the lower weight classes were coming through, obviously we had Uriah Faber and, you know, Miguel Torres and, and uh, you know, Mike Brown and Dominic Cruz and all those guys who came through, you know, and, and uh, Uncle Creepy and all those and from the 125 pounds as well who came through and ended up getting to the, to the UFC. But I feel like maybe nobody did it as well as Jose Aldo coming from WEC, coming as one of the lighter weight class fighters, you know, bringing over the belt and taking over the UFC. You know, he he really, he really smashed when he came here. Like Dominic Cruz did very well, but he had injury problems and stuff. Uriah Faber obviously never won the belt and others did very well as well. But like, I think he was the main one and his career just throughout the years has been smashing so let me let me start back a bit and, and i'll go towards where we are today uh and uh, and all that so aldo started off his career 
with what is it seven wins in a row and then he had one loss uh ended up getting to the wec about three or four fights after that uh fought jonathan brookings in the ufc ended up obviously with that unbelievable win in what was it eight seconds over cub swanson yeah beat mike brown who was the uh who was the champion at the time for the wec featherweight title then that beatdown of Uriah Faber, which we all remember uh, over uh, over the five rounds, where Uriah Faber was just just destroyed. What a tall, what, a, what a legend Uriah Faber was as well. That's a, one of the toughest guys of all time. But that and obviously beat Manny Gambiorin as well in WEC. And before he came over to the UFC, like there nowadays we we look uh, at fighters outside of the UFC. And myself and Ian spoke about this if you watched the Ian show uh, that we did last week um, about how fighters are finding it tougher and tougher all the time to prove how good they are outside of the UFC. Now, you know, if you're if you go out and beat Asia McKee, maybe you can prove how, how good you are. Uh, or and did I say prove how tough? You can prove how tough you are at all. Alright, but proving how good you are is, is is a different story and a tougher what to do. But I think when you beat someone like Uriah Faber outside the UFC, I think people realise how good you are. When you beat Mike Brown people realise how good you are. So it it's one of those things where I think Josie Aldo was a known brilliant fighter before he uh, even came into the UFC with, with those sort of wins. And then bringing the belt over, you know, I suppose it was just, uh, it was just a natural progression for him. And, you know, when he gets to the UFC then, that, that fight of Mark Hominick, I suppose, it, it does exactly what you would want to do in, in the first outing in, in the UFC. You know, it it is... A domination, but also shows a little bit of a vulnerability, I suppose. You know, and that was a vulnerability. Obviously, kind of tired a little bit towards the end of the fight. Mark Hominick had that big, you know, welt on his head. And, and, and it was a fight that was talked about for a long time after that, about how Aldo might struggle against a certain fighter and, you know, how he might struggle with his, uh, with his gas tank and everything as well. And it was really... You know, an important fight for him because sometimes when fighters show a little bit of vulnerability, um, they it, it can serve them well in the future because when that vulnerability is maybe proven to be incorrect, it it gives them it gives people a further respect for him. And it's, it might be a weird thing to say, but I genuinely think it does. And like when you look at how many coming in there, it's a very very good fight. Obviously, at the time had almost thirty fights and and won uh, uh, one twenty of them. Kenny Flory and then in his next fight, you know, was one of the was one of the best fighters in the UFC at the time, coming down through it, fighting for titles all over the place. Um, to to win those two fights, I think at the start of his UFC career, just kind of prove more what people maybe did believe about him. And it was at a time as well where, you know, fight we if we see a really good Brazilian fighter coming through now, it's it's not to be unexpected, like or, or even a good Irish fighter for this part of the world, or a good Canadian fighter, whatever it might be. You know, there was still this. <laughs> I suppose you'd see Anderson Silva coming through, it's like, oh wow, this Brazilian guy is coming over here, and you know, even Glover Teixeira. I remember we heard Joe Rogan talking about it. it. Was like, oh, this guy is stuck over in Brazil; they can't get into America. There was still a little bit of that. Now, what was it, 10, 10 11 years ago, um, and. It's it's and even, look even with American fighters or Canadian fighters or wherever you're from, it still takes a while for people to believe in them and believe how good they actually are. But I think it was, you know, Jose Aldo is undeniable. Really, when you look at Jose Aldo and you see what sort of fighter he is, it's hard to deny how amazing of a fighter he actually is. And I think those fights, 
you know, they really did, they really did prove it, you know, they absolutely did. But it was the next phase of his career, which I think was the best phase of his career, um, where he beat the guys in that division, which were not only, like, take nothing away from Hominick or Florian or anything like that, Florian was, was one of the best fighters. You know, what was he? Was he in season one of Tough, wasn't he? He was in an early season anyway. He was in season one, wasn't he? So a more older school type of guy at that stage who'd been around for a good while. And But the new age of fighters, you know, Chad Mendes, Frank Yeager, Ricardo Lamas, to beat those guys, you know, to beat Frank, uh, to beat Chad Mendes twice before, we were talking about before the McGregor run now, was, was unbelievable. Obviously, there was a question over the one where he grabbed the fence and there was the, the knee and everything like that. Uh, but he came back again and he did really well. T- to beat Frankie Edgar, you know, in in a, in a relatively close fight, the second one was a, li- a little bit less close. But, you know, the Chan Sung Jung fight as well, who had done he had done pretty well against Aldo in that fight. You know, the Lamas fight was a little bit easier. I think Lamas a, a tad overrated. But, a, you know, a good striker, a good, well-rounded uh, guy, and a, obviously a very good wrestler as well. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to call Ricardo Lamas this uh, excellent striker, I think. But that run is just fantastic. And sometimes we don't appreciate those runs. We do a lot of fighters. Even, you know, I mentioned Steep earlier, and even McGregor himself. Like, the runs these guys go on and the, the quality of opposition they beat is great at the time. Later on, it might look as good, but I I think that's a bit harsh. Like, you can do that with lots of fighters, and you could say, oh, well, look, Chad Mendes, he never won a title, he's not that good, Frank Yeager was, you know, gone, or, you know, but Frank Yeager, Chad Mendes are great fighters, and, you know, to beat them is is a feat. It really is a feat. Um, and to do it twice to, to Chad Mendes, and we'll, we'll talk about the Edgar fight in a second again, because that, to me, was one of the, the most pivotal fights of his career. But the McGregor fight obviously came next, you know, and... It, this is where I suppose the, the the kind of the bad points came out. We had all like you know the the shy talk, and we had people abusing him, and we had you know McGregor really getting him out of his game. And then obviously the worst of all was the knockout. You know McGregor knocked him out in thirteen seconds, and really started his trajectory to the you know to to the top. Well, it not started, but you know it was the start of his championship trajectory, I suppose. Um, and for Aldo. It could have gone a number of different ways, right? I, I think it went very badly for him around that time. Look, so he fought Chad Mendes in October 2014, and then it wasn't until December the next year he fought McGregor. Obviously, they were supposed to fight in the interim. Um, McGregor ended up fighting Mendes. We, we know all that story. It's been told uh, many times at this stage. Um, but I think Jose Aldo, with kind of the, the mental side of it that McGregor kind of destroyed him with him I think we can all agree on that now he'd probably agree too and in the fight McGregor destroyed him as well in 13 seconds you can't there's no denying that a lot of fighters would have wilted as I mentioned like a lot of fighters wouldn't have seen that you know you would never have seen him ever again you know never seen him as that sort of fighter ever again but the fact that Aldo came back and he absolutely destroyed Frankie Edgar and we, you know there's a difference okay you can get destroyed in 13 seconds but to get destroyed over 25 minutes is almost worse I think I think it is worse like I remember uh, I've heard of my Ryan O'Connor here he used to do a bit of uh, coverage of MMA put up uh, a few clips of the fight where Aldo just like refused to get hit and I think he's, his uh, his caption was he got knocked out in 13 seconds so in his next fight he just didn't take any punches <laughs> and then he won it like that and that's really what it was it was a phenomenal display, you know, a phenomenal display where he just refused to not be patient or not be uh, cocky, I suppose is the word, or not be confident is a, is a better word. Like you see, look at Francis Ngannou, 
when he uh, lost to Stipe Miocic. He came back in the fight after that, and what, what happened? Like, what happened in that fight against Derek Lewis? It was... It was a horrific fight. You know, he couldn't throw a punch. Absolutely nothing happened in, in the full fight. And it was one of those ones where, you know, you could see it was a guy who had no confidence. He had lost all his confidence and it just wasn't there anymore. For Jose Aldo, it was the exact opposite. You know, he had all that confidence. He he just, it was miraculous. It was a miraculous recovery from getting knocked out so quickly. Like, imagine if Ben Askren came back in his next fight and, and destroyed someone and, and wrestled over 25 minutes or put on one of the best displays he'd ever put on. You say, well, that, well that's pretty amazing. We Look, we've seen it over the years from a few fighters, but I don't think anyone has ever done it as well as Jose Aldo did it then. I know he was still at the top for the next couple of fights. Okay, he lost to Max Holloway twice, but, you know, Max Holloway is kind of the next level of fighter. But even after that, he refused to go away. Like, beat Jeremy Stevens, beat him in a round, uh, beat Anato Canero after that in, in two rounds. Um, you know, okay, he came back and he fought Volkanovski and, and lost to that one. So it's like it's only champions he's losing to here. The Marlon Moraes fight very, very close, obviously, with the decision there, a split decision. And then he fought Yan for the title. And, you know, a lot of people, uh, uh, a lot of people did, did dig after one fight down at 135, you know, and didn't fight Yan. And obviously, we'll talk more about the 135 thing in a second. But, you know, the way he fought against Yan for the first couple of rounds, I think, was fantastic. You know, his, his, Ability cannot be questioned going from 2020 all the way back to 2009 or 10 in, in the WEC. To keep doing it for that long is like something we really have rarely seen in MMA at this top level in the new age. You know, it is... It's incredible. Literally, like, it's it's literally incredible to think that someone can do it for that long against that level of, of opponent. You know, Frankie, Chad, Max, Connor, Volkanovski, Marais, Yan... It's 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 absolutely it's incredible to think he can still do it for that. And not only did okay that fight ended badly, he ended up taking a lot of damage and um, yeah, and just the speed and everything. You know, it was it was a terrible, terrible beating in the end after a good start. But then he came back and he beat Marlon Vera. He beat Pedro Munoz, both by unanimous decision. Like everyone thought, I, I said something about Chino Vera the other day. I called him a dirty man, and people got really mad at me. And that's fair enough. I kind of said it. I said it off the cuff a little bit. I'd probably take it back a little bit now. But, you know, I, I said it and I got loaded. But Jose Aldo beat him. You know, he beat Munoz, one of the ranked what, top 10, top 15 fighters in the world. Like, Jose Aldo shouldn't be where Jose Aldo is anymore. You know, he shouldn't be right at the top. And I think, look, he's fighting Rob Font this weekend. I think it's a, I think it's a very, very tough fight for him. But who's to say he won't win it? You know, who is to say he won't win? I let the other ads talk about that fight, and I, I, let them, um, I let them preview that fight. I just want to talk about Jose Aldo today. But that move to 135, you know, sometimes when Frank Yeager moved to 135, obviously he'd been at 155 and he'd won the title, and he'd been at 145, and he'd really, you know, done his best. He, you know, you couldn't, you couldn't say a bad word about what Frank Yeager had done at 145, stuck in there for absolutely, you know, years, probably longer than, than anyone expected that he would have, have stuck in there. But, you know, when Frank Yeager went down to 135, it was, if it had happened five years ago, I don't think people would have been giving out that much because a lot of people thought, said he was very small and he could get down there. But there was no doubt about it that he was reaching. You know, and there was no doubt about it that he was a guy who was built on speed and output and everything like that, which output is a thing that in MMA that's not as good as it used to be because everyone has a higher output now. And also speed when you're at his age and you're going down from someone who had fought and won a belt at 155 to go down and fight at 135. It's just never going to work for you. 
you know, you kind of would have to learn how to be the big man or whatever it might be. Whereas Jose Aldo going down, there was a little bit of that. There was a little bit, can he do it? Can, but I think he's gone down and he's kind of, okay, he's two and two there now. One of them very close, obviously, and another one a championship fight. So, you know, that record is, is a little bit deceiving. But um, the fact that he's gone down there and he has uh, competed just shows what Jose Aldo is, isn't it? Like, he is never beaten. Jose Aldo loses, but he competes again his next time. He loses, he competes again, he loses. Like, this man, we, we you know, there was a... Um, there was a thing after uh, during the McGregor fight, you know, and, and a lot of it, uh, a lot of the reason why I was kind of uh, mad about it and things, a lot of people were, that uh, people call Jose Aldo mentally fragile, mentally weak. Jose Aldo is one of the most mentally strong fighters in the history of mixed martial arts. Make no mistake about that. He absolutely is without a shadow of a doubt. And I think one fight or one fight camp or one fight preparation doesn't prove that. I think 38 fights, whatever it is in his career, 37 fights, that proves it. I think that really does prove it. And, like, if you don't respect Jose Aldo, you probably aren't, like, a true proper MMA fan. He deserves an utmost, the utmost amount of respect for not only what he has won and what he has achieved, but the challenges he keeps on taking, the longevity in his career, the longevity in his career at the very, very top, and his ability to, you know, have those Stevens and Canera fights, have the Vera and Munoz fights, and get back into either a title fight or eliminator fight. Like, Rob Vont is a very, very good fighter. He's right up there at, at the top of that division. If Aldo wins it, you could see him fighting for a title again, you know? Especially if, if you say, Jan fights Sterling and Sterling wins, maybe. Uh, you could see Aldo fight. Like, and do I think Aldo should be fighting for a title right now? Would I, I don't think so. But I'd, I'd rather see him fight fun fights, you know, name fights. I'd, lo- I'd love to see him fight a Dominic Cruz or something like that. So, And it's not that he couldn't compete. Like, would he win? I probably wouldn't pick him to beat Jan at this stage of his career. Sterling probably not either. But that doesn't really matter. Could he compete against him? Absolutely. But the fact that he... That is even still... In, in question, you know, the fact that that's still even a debate just shows what a, a special fighter he is. And, like, the other thing about Aldo as well, I think his game, you know, sometimes we see a game, like, Ioanni and Jacek, I think, is an example, and I, I don't like to use the example, but her game was dominant for a while. And then it kind of got exposed a little bit. She lost a few fights, and exposed is the wrong word. People kind of uh, realised uh, the way she was fighting and, you know, were able to pick parts of it apart same happened to Ronda Rousey like same happens to to lots of different fighters it's it's just natural especially when you're at the very top look at Anderson Silva people Chris Weidman has been in 10 years preparing his MMA career to fight you uh how many people prepared their MMA career to fight Jose Aldo at 145 and very few of them beat him you know McGregor beat him Holloway beat him uh Volkanovski beat him at 145 they're the only ones they are the only ones. And you can have an argument between all of those guys to who's the best 145 powder of all time. So that's the level that Jose Aldo is. The fact that his game has never really been uh, exposed. The fact that his game, he can... Okay, he's changed a little bit. I think he's a little bit more maybe boxing oriented than he was. Obviously, his leg kicks, he doesn't kick as much these days. Although in one recent fight, he did kick a little bit more. But I think little adjustments while keeping the same fundamental kind of stance and striking game to for that to keep going for that long is miraculous it's insane and it shows how good and how you know uh tactically 
adept that he, he is as a fighter but also that style is uh and it's it's brilliant to see and long long may he last you know I, i'd love to see jose Aldo retire at the very top he wins this weekend and he goes out at, at the very top but something tells me uh he's a good bit to go yet uh in his career and uh look I, i'll always be there and always be watching so um that's it for me i hope everyone enjoyed this if any other fighters you'd like to have me talk about maybe uh let, let me know in the, in the comment section below but uh, to finish it out jose aldo a legend of the sport one of the greatest to ever do it and uh, i'm really looking forward to seeing him fight again uh, this saturday night uh, my name is sean Sheehan for shardog.com and i'll see you all next time